This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And a fond good Saturday morning. Oh, from, fond. Yeah, fond good Saturday morning to everyone. And uh, that's from yours truly, the old sous chef of the garden. How's that? You're not old. Franklin Proctor. Hmm? Oh, no, well, I don't feel old. No, you don't look old. Oh, thank you. Uh, what, a, what a nice way to start the show. Exactly. So, <laughs> sous chef, under, under, under gardener. Yes. Uh, yeah, so you've been doing any gardening lately? Uh, n- no. No, no, that's well, why you're still a sous yeah. chef under, under, under gardener 10 years later. <laughs> Never mind. We, we, Long apprenticeship for you. Exactly. But we want to put you, Charlie, to work yes, answering of all course. those questions that our folks have online, so uh, or on their mind, rather. On their mind, when <laughs> they phone you, in. Don't talk about being on my mind. I, I'm losing mine. Okay, here are the phone numbers. 416-360-0740 in Toronto. And anywhere else in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Damien is manning the ship in the control room. Staffing. Yes. He's staffing He's the staffing. ship. He's staffing, yes. Yeah, look at him, man. Woo! Scary. <laughs> he is scary. <laughs> uh, anyway, let him know if you are a first-time caller, and you shall receive this. Once you uh, get to the airwaves here. And, uh, oh, yeah. And of course, have... this, that little bell, yes. represents your wings. That's your welcome welcome to the show and wings for the garden. There you are. And, oh, yeah, uh, call early, call often. One question per call, right? Speaking of wings, I just remembered something. I saw sort of out of the corner of my eye yesterday, uh, and I should look this up. It's at the Royal Botanical, Royal Botanical Gardens yeah. in Burlington, the Butterfly Counting. Oh. So I'll, I'll report back on that because I haven't brought that information, and you're just going to laugh at me because I'll I'll have partial information, but not <laughs> all of it. So yes, I'll I'll get back okay. to you on that. But I do have other. Uh, oh, I know you. Announcements do. as is my want. <laughs> the Ontario. Carry on, McDuff. Yes, indeed. The Ontario Delphinium Club is holding their AGM and Field Day barbecue today at Beauvaird House. That's five six three Beauvaird Drive East in Brampton. Eleven o'clock. It all. Starts a couple of speakers. Uh, <laughs> don't worry, you can you can touch it. Look, go down here, take a little mouse. See I, that? I touched the mouse. There you go. And e gods. I know. Okay. The, the screen moved. <laughs> Frank just about leapt out of his chair. Uh, back to the uh-huh. Delphinium Club. Yes, indeed. So that's going on today. There's going to be delphiniums for sale. There's other perennials for sale. And uh, for more information, go to ondelphiniums.com. Speaking of delphiniums, it's the Delphinium Days Festival at Plant Paradise Country Gardens today and tomorrow, 9 to 5, free admission. Uh, This is in Caledon. Lorraine Roberts and her husband, Robert Roberts, Mm -hmm. uh, run Plant Paradise Country Gardens. And there's some pretty beautiful gardens. And Lorraine has just published 
Her second book, and this one's called A Recipe for Continuous Bloom and Spectacular Plant Combinations, surely is currently salivating over the book right here in the studio. I think we're going to have to get a quick review from her at some point. Good idea. uh, She can tell us what she thinks of the book. Lorraine will be joining us next week, and she'll be here for the full second half of the show. So great. great, You know, keep your perennial questions because Lorraine Roberts is a perennial specialist expert. And meanwhile, if you want to go to the Delphinium Days Festival, take a look at their website, plantparadisecountrygardens.ca. Good. One more. One more. Okay. July 12th. Tuesday, July 12th at 7.30 p.m., the Scarborough Garden and Horticultural Society is holding their final general meeting of the summer. The theme is invasive plants with master gardeners in attendance. Refreshments, of course, are included and much more. Everybody is welcome to the Scarborough Village Community Center 3600 Kingston Road and Markham Road. That's 7.30 p.m. Tuesday. And there you be. Alrighty. Alrighty. We're going to do the pirate thing now, too? Let's do the pirate thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anything to mix up. I know. You're such a good impersonator. I think you missed your calling. Oh, yeah. Well, I have done a fair number of impersonations. There you go. Some... Sometimes they even are able to pick off who I'm doing. What's the movie you did where you were the ring announcer? Oh, the, the hurricane. The hurricane. Yeah. My son watched that movie the other, the oh, other night. He? Yeah. he thought it was so cool. There and was Frank. Weighing 181 pounds from <laughs> Patterson, New Jersey. Yeah. I know. He's yeah. going, wow, I know him. I know, yeah. Yeah, he was, ooh, I think he's going to want your autograph <laughs> next time he sees you. Well, now, see, I could, I could sell my autograph for a couple of bucks, uh-huh. you know. Damien, I think probably would buy one. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. couple of bucks. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay, we got to scoot because the folks are calling in, mm-hmm. and we'll be back to have a word with Anna in Oshawa in just a couple of moments. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, Forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips, and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All righty, let's get this show on the road. Hey, Anna, good morning. How is Oshawa this morning? Morning. Thank you for taking my call. Wonderful. I have trouble with, trouble with rabbits in my garden. I eat everything already, the vegetables, carrots, some beans, and green beans, and everything, everything. Wow, have you seen the rabbits doing and all that flowers. damage? Have you seen the rabbits doing all that oh, chewing? I see the rabbits sitting there, yes. <laughs> sitting there, <laughs> just they digesting. They don't even run away. They think they belong there. Well, okay, so a couple of things to do when rabbits are a problem. I mean, we know that one of the best ways to protect any of our gardens from animals that like to chew up our gardens is with fencing or netting or, you know, cages, because that way, you know, you're not spraying anything, nothing that needs to be replaced after a rain, and you know your plants are safe. However, and I'm just double-checking, I'm pretty sure this would probably work on bunnies. I've talked about a product in the past that's called Plant Skid. So, I kind of write it down. What you said? So the word plant, P-L-A-N-T, yeah, okay. and then S as in Sam, yeah. K-Y, D as in Dobbin, and D as in Dobbin again. So plant skid. This is a, a spray that was formulated in Norway or Finland or somewhere uh, to protect plants from elk. Like it all started with 
deer and elk. And this is something that you do spray. It's effective for up to six months. And it turns out it is a plant. It's a repellent of not just deer and elk, but also rabbits, mm. voles, any small critters. There's opossums. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And can I use it on vegetables? Absolutely, yes. It can be protects mm. vegetables, fruits, and any food crops from animal browse damage. So if it's not too late, <laughs> I'd highly recommend go to your local garden center and look for this product, Plant, plant Skid. Yep. yep, Plant Skid Repellent. Yep, the garden centers have it, or it's also on the web at www.plantskid.com. Oh, I can try. I can, uh, you know, my, my vegetables are all gone. Oh, dear. Well, if, <laughs> if you're at the garden center, perhaps and you could the, pick up a few more. Now, the marigolds didn't think he going to do, they do that, but they... Even eight? Yes. Oof. Oh, marigolds boy. already, and the little ones are nearly gone. Oh, dear. Well... Yeah. Well, good luck with it, Anna. Yeah, oh, either that or getting a dog sometimes help, <laughs> yeah, helps. That's right. <laughs> Rabbits don't hang around when there's dogs yeah, nipping yeah. at their heels. Or <laughs> learn how to bark, you know. <laughs> sure. Hire well, Frank. I yeah. Did try. <laughs> All right, Anna. All right. Thanks, Thank Anna. You. Thank you Good very much. Good luck with that. <laughs> Gee, that's that's a heck of a problem, Rio. Well, it um, is. I, you know what? Yeah, I don't know why some rabbits eat and some. I don't know. Like, I oh, I have a lot of rabbits in my neighborhood, yeah. but they just kind of wave, you know? They, they kind of, they go through and they, you know, wave their ears, and then they just keep going. Like have a, have a rabbit that, you know, goes 10 feet, turns around, waves at you, goes another 10, 10 feet. That's Harvey, right? That's, no, that's a receding hairline. Oh, oh. Yes. Heard that one before, oh, yeah. Lord, okay. Thank you. We better get to Rita before she hangs up on us. Hey, Rita in Richmond Hill, good morning. Frank and Charlie, I have a question for you. Uh-huh. You know your pots where you put your marigolds and little carnations and your little flowers in? What do you do with the seeds? Do you cut them off or pull them off? Uh, carnations specifically? Yeah. Or, you know what? Generally speaking, as a rule of thumb, all flowers, whether they're perennial flowers or annual flowers, should be deadheaded. So what does that mean? It means that when a flower is finished, it's all dried up and crispy, you either get out your scissors or with your thumb, you remove those dead flowers to avoid seeds being produced. Because that really is the point of a flower. Flowers uh, exist for the purposes of seeds. And geraniums, same thing. When they start dining... And they go yellow at the yep. bottom, just the same thing, just cut it off. Yeah, what I do with geraniums is uh, you've got that flower and then you've got that long green yeah. stem that's attached to. F- with your fingers, follow down the green stem until you get to the point where that little stem is attached to a main stem. And then just with your thumb, break it away from the main stem and the whole thing comes apart goes into the compost, and you're back in business with lots more flowers coming. So don't leave the green thing there. You know the honeybees right now, Mm -hmm. it's sad they're dying left and right, right? Mm -hmm. Outside I have a big tree on the township property, Mm -hmm. and I phoned them because I thought they were wasps, and I was going to kill them, and I'm terrified of them. Mm -hmm. The town came over and couldn't thank me enough. (laughs) It's honeybees. Wow, what a swarm. They're sending these guys in with a trap, so they go in, but they go into this trap this cage to keep them oh so is there's a swarm of bees they like you just said they were honeybees and there's just hundreds of them oh hundreds. interesting oh that is good you called yeah that is good yeah you don't want to lose that i didn't kill them now so when people oh, yeah. go to kill hornets and wasps double check because these little guys are small yeah they're small but yep. i'm just i just felt so happy that i didn't yeah pull out the raid yep absolutely Have a nice day. thank, thank you for right. calling and that's a really good tip yeah Bye-bye. neat 
Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And uh, this is Franklin Proctor saying, hey, we've got a couple of lines free. A lot of folks, you know, kind of hold off, and then at the end of the show, and the lines are jammed, can't get through. But you can right now. I've got two lines open, okay? And the phone numbers are 416-360-0740 or anywhere in the province toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. But let's go along. Wait, to, wait, before whoops, you go. Oh, just, yes, you got something there? Look, this is so interesting. Our last caller, Rita, yeah. from Richmond Hill, was talking about, what she thought was a bunch of wasps, and she was going to pull, pull out the raid and kill them all. But it's called a bee swarm when the queen, so it's the process by which a new honeybee colony is formed. When the queen bee leaves the colony with a large group of worker bees, uh, in the prime swarm, about 60% of the worker bees leave the original hive location with the old queen. So it's, it's splitting of the colony, right? right? So the swarm can contain tens, contain thousands to tens of thousands of bees. And it's out, they're flying around. Like, it's a bunch of bees flying around. Now, if you, like Rita, were to see something like that and you weren't sure what to do, she, in her case, called the town, which is great. But remember, we do have the Ontario Beekeepers Association at www.ontariobee.com. And that's what they do. If you have a swarm on your property... If you get in touch with them, they will come and remove that swarm and take it to a, a, a proper location so that the bees can survive. There you go. Yeah. All right. That's good point. Yeah. Excellent. And now, I'll tell you more about the butterfly count later. Oh, okay. Yeah. That it's is kind of It's all about bugs cool. today. Well, bugs. Insects. She looked at me when she said that. Gene <laughs> hmm. in Hamilton. Good morning and welcome to the show. Hello, Gene. Good morning, Gene. Huh? Wait, wait a minute. I have a question. Yes. yes. Go ahead. Um, when and how do I transplant a yucca? Is this an indoor plant or an outdoor plant? Outdoor. Uh, is it flowering right now? Oh, it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, you don't transplant it now. I'll tell you that right now. Okay. Try to never transplant anything when it's flowering. Um, yuccas have a taproot. So that's like a carrot, right? It's got a long, you know, fairly thick, deep root. Okay. You can transplant in the fall or you could transplant in the spring. The trick is digging it deep enough so that you don't damage the taproot. Uh or what many people will do is the main plant, and we've talked about this in the past, where there's like a mother plant and then daughter or baby right. plants start growing off of the mother. Those are the, the babies or the daughters are the easy ones to transplant. And typically we'll transplant them in the spring. Okay. Okay, as opposed to trying to transplant the main plant, because that one will have quite a deep taproot. And I have them in partial shade and partial sun. Mm-hmm. Can they grow in full sun? Absolutely, yes. Okay. Even happier in full sun. The more and sun, the better. should I do this in the fall? Well, fall or spring, whichever works better with, with your sort of calendar, but certainly not now, midsummer. Okay, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Okay, bye-bye. Bye bye-bye. now. Have a great Thanks day. And for calling. It is a beautiful day out there. It Just is. It's a little bit cooler than that Thank goodness. heavy wall of heat oh, that we've had. You never guess what happened to me the other day. What? I was coming down the elevator in my building and it Power? reached the ground floor. Oh. No, and it would not, the doors wouldn't open. And I was stuck in there for about 50 minutes. 50, like 5-0? Yeah, zero? 5-0. Zero. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And they had to call the fire department. <laughs> to get you out. They, they rescued me. Yeah, it was, really, <laughs> it was really crazy. The only good thing about it was I was on the way down to the uh, incinerator downstairs. With your with, garbage. Uh, with a whole bunch of newspapers. Oh, so, you so read I newspapers. just sat down and I read. 
In fact, I had two copies of Zoomer magazine with me, oh, so nice. I gleaned Covered the whole. Yeah, 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 it was great. But wow, it, it had for a weird feeling. Though. Fifty minutes is a if long I, time. Well, you know, I'm I'm not really claustrophobic, but I could see that if anybody were, that would be a horrendous Experience. time to spend. Oh my well, god! Well, it'd be yeah. hot too. It was it air circulation or not? not very much. No. you're right. You're and, right. And and so what? The heat. The doors were just stuck together in the heat, or <laughs> don't know. If we, we've had problems with one of the two elevators, and it's you'll sort be of avoiding that perennial. one. Yeah, I'll. Use the stairs from here on in. So um, the other thing is, did you get any rain where you were last night? Yes. Uh, yes. Did you? Yeah. So you were, you were up the north uh, Newmarket area because good rain. I heard Bradford, some big, serious hail went through. We had nothing at no. my house in Richmond Hill. We had like two drops. So we're hurting for rain. Okay, I mean, well, certain parts of the province really got hit and others didn't get anything. Good enough. Well, if you were involved in that, I hope you're a good swimmer. Okay. Angelo in Mississauga. Hi. Good morning, Angelo. Oh, okay. Bob. We'll take take Bob next. There you go. Just jump the line. We'll get back to Angelo in a minute. Hey, Bob. Welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've got a bit of a problem. Uh, I've got a... Virginia creeper that's invaded my backyard, and uh, I'd like to know if there is a natural way to uh, get rid of the plant. So, is that something you planted or somebody else planted? No, my neighbor planted that years ago, and uh, and uh, uh, for them to get rid of it, they moved. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. Good on them. So, you know where it's planted, where the root is. Yeah, but some... it's on the fence that divides the property. Right, but it's somebody else's property that this is growing on. Yes, it is. And do they like it? Well, his wife likes it. Okay. It covers the fence, right? Yeah. Well, see, that's the challenge. Because, you know what, I have the exact same thing where I am. Uh, Somebody planted the exact same plant. And, uh, yes, I cut it on my side. (laughs) But, of course, it's not killing the plant. And as long as I'm cutting it, it just keeps growing faster and faster and faster. So it's going to be just an ongoing process on your part if you want to keep it from, like you say, invading. It will. It'll, it'll cover the fence, cover the ground, be up your house, over your roof. I mean, it's a wow. very vigorous plant. So right. just stay on top of it. Or alternatively, to actually kill the plant, which is tough, uh, it has to be like cut right back to the root. And it can then be suffocated with black plastic for a, a year or so over that remaining root, because you'll never get it dug out probably. Or what we did, because again, I had a Boston ivy that was causing the same problem, but it was on my property, and we ended up using salt. So, of course, the the soil is no longer good soil for growing anything, but it sure killed that Boston ivy, I'll tell you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we poisoned the soil to kill the plant, uh, is the bottom line. Of course, the salt eventually washes out, but, uh, but yeah, it just kept growing. <laughs> They're very, very <laughs> vigorous plants, so yeah. challenging for sure. Yeah, so no, no, I know I was uh, sun sun tanning the other day, and when I woke up, I was covered in... Uh, <laughs> That's a good visual. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, no, no, I've, uh, I, I, I've checked online, and, 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 you know, I didn't want to use any chemicals. Mm. We were talking about Roundup and stuff like this, but... Uh, but even Roundup won't kill it. it yeah. I mean, you... You can, yeah. And Roundup, of course, only works on spraying the green leaves. Like, you would never spray the trunk. It doesn't yeah. do anything. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, it would slow it down, and you could kill the, what's on your side that way. Well, it won't look very pretty. Doing. Yeah, that's what I've been doing is trimming it and cutting yeah. it. But uh, it's, 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 it's every year. It just 
seems to be getting more and more. I know, because when we cut it, we actually encourage it to yeah, grow more and more. Okay. Uh, talk to your neighbors. See if you can convince them to actually eliminate the plant. It's quite invasive. Well, well, we'll see what happens here. I, I, I don't want to get into any argument. No, it's not worth <laughs> no, it. Good idea, Bob. Okay. Thank, thank you so much for the phone call and uh, well, being by, part by of the, the way, show. I'm a new caller also. Oh, oh my goodness. Here, wait a minute, Bob. Welcome. There we are. You have wings. Excellent. Okay, thank you very much. You Thanks have, for calling. Have a great day. Thank you. Uh, see if we can uh, pick up Angelo, who's been waiting on the line here for a little bit. So, Angelo in Mississauga, are you with us? Yes, I am. Wonderful. Uh, good morning. Good morning. The topic is uh, fig tree and blueberry bush. Uh, uh, two topics. Yes. <laughs> I just got a beautiful blueberry bush loaded with uh, blueberry. Uh-huh. But I don't know where to plant it. Shade, full sun, or what? Okay, so the the plant you purchased probably came with a tag attached to it, and the tags... No, it doesn't say anything. Oh, it doesn't? I read it. Oh, okay. Well, blueberries in nature, where they naturally are found, will grow as an understory plant beneath big old pine trees. And Uh so what they love is that dappled sunshade. They also love acidic soil, so pH that's lower than neutral, lower than seven. They like a pH down four and a half uh, kind of number. So you're going to have to not only find a little bit of sun, a little bit of shade. I I mean, you can put a blueberry in full sun, but do not put it in full shade. So either, you know, half day sunshade or full sun, but make sure the soil has been well amended with pine needles, peat moss, uh, anything that you can get your hands on to help lower the pH of the soil. Lots of okay. organic. Lots of organic yes. material. Okay. I have the perfect spot then. Excellent. Hey, okay, good stuff. But now the fit. Uh, by the way, do squirrels eat the blueberries? Oh, just about anything will eat the blueberries. So, <laughs> but squirrels typically no, but birds will grab the blueberries very quickly. Uh, okay. So you are right. going to have to protect from from whoever, whatever varmints want so your blueberries. Not put a net or anything? Most people do that exactly that. They will net as the blueberries start to ripen. Mm, okay. Okay. Thank All right. Thank you. Oops. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> Angelo. Uh, okay. the, the little rule on the show is one call per oh, or one okay. question okay. per call. No so, problem. but you know what? Call back. You could hang up right now and call right back because we have a couple of lines open, and you'll get right back in, and that'll be fair. Okay. Still the numbers again in Toronto, 416-360-0740. And elsewhere in the province, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. So hopefully we'll be checking in uh, in just a couple of moments uh, once again with Angelo in Mississauga. But we do have Siva online. Mm -hmm. Good morning, Siva. How are you this morning? I'm good. You? Good, thank you. I see you brought back the bell from Ireland. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he took it with him, I tell you. Yes. The traveling bell. Okay. (laughs) I have in my yard a a shrub that bears a red berry, and everyone tells me it's poisonous. They look like the little red currants, but Mm. the birds eat the berries, and Mm. I was wondering if they're not poisonous to the birds. Yeah. It's a shrub. It grows all over the place. Okay. Uh, Does it have flowers in the spring? Yes. Are they pink? Yes. Sounds like a honeysuckle. Is the bark uh, kind of a peely kind of a bark, stringy? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you could check this on the web. Okay. Uh, the the I, I believe you have a shrub called a honeysuckle. Okay. You're right. The berries are not poisonous to the birds, but you're right. The berries are poisonous to us. Okay. So yes, do not eat them. All right. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Bye bye. Very good. Um, I'm having a little problem figuring out the uh, phone. Okay. Line. Don't worry about that for now. Let's right. let me tell you what's going on at the Royal Botanical Gardens. Oh, very good. So good. All right. Uh, all right. Men, you know how I said there's a butterfly count. Today yeah. at the Royal Botanical Gardens, which of course is in Burlington, uh, starting at 9 a.m., so it's it's just sort of underway, but you do have to meet. Everybody has to meet, and you have to bring a bunch of stuff with you. Bottom line, the staff and volunteers are going to spend today from 9 until 3 o'clock surveying and counting butterflies. And dragonflies. No, next week is oh. the dragonfly. What's well, the... Oh, Odinates. So we were looking at it going, what's an Odinate? Well, the Odinates are the damselflies and dragonflies. So that's next Saturday, oh, the okay. Odinate count. Mm-hmm. So there's the, basically what you're going to do, it's in the annual count, every, they gather numbers, species information on current butterflies and Odinates populating in the area. So if you're interested in participating, here's what you got to do. you got to grab a bunch of things. you got to grab a lunch. you got to grab a sun hat, uh, comfortable shoes, um, magnifying glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, any kind of uh, identification per- information that you may need to help you with your counting. And they suggest even some sunscreen and some water. And off you go. You will meet everybody, of course, at the RBG Center. And then uh, you head off into the hills there and start counting butterflies. Well, there you are. Citizen science at its best. Okay. It's like the great backyard bird count. Who, who are we going to fly away to meet now? Let me see. I know. We've got, uh, well, let's we've see. Can't. Okay. Oh. Uh, there's a, a caller from, okay, let's go to Marilyn on line three, please. All right. Marilyn, good morning and welcome to the show. Well, thank you. Good morning. Yes. Hi, Charlie. How are you? Oh, I'm just fine. So are you a first-time caller? No. No. Okay. No, I called before. All righty. Yeah. All right. So what's going on at your place? Okay. Well, I bought... Um, a hanging pot with a strawberry plant in it. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering, would I be able to winter that over, or what should I do with it come fall? Okay, you won't be able to winter it over in that hanging basket unless you bury that basket in the ground. Okay. Okay, or just take it right out of the, you know, if you have a good spot to actually plant those strawberries, like a permanent location, get yeah. them out of the hanging basket into a sunny location. But, yeah, they will not survive above ground. They need to be buried. Okay. Okay, and uh, have you had t- any good strawberries from from the from the plant? Oh, they're wonderful! I love it. Oh, nice! So it, it's, a, it's a real conversation piece. I really enjoy it. Okay, perfect. So then you might want to leave it in the hanging basket, just bury the basket for the winter, and then lift the whole thing up in the spring, wash it all off, hang it back up again, some fertilizer, and you're back in business for more strawberries next year. Wonderful. Good stuff. Great. Thank you. Thanks for calling. Okay. You're welcome. Uh, let's see. I'm going to try and figure out where we're going heading next here. I do believe it <laughs> the, will is be. Is Damien well, um, throwing da- you off? Yes, just slightly. You, you, you well, are kind of waving a lot to him. Well, there's a, a person uh, calling in from Etobicoke, okay. and I have no idea what the person's <laughs> name is. I-U-C-I-A-L. What the heck is that? <laughs> so, wait a minute. Okay, well, let's find out. Let's Good find morning. Out. Let's find out who's on the line there. Hello. Hello. Yes, what is your name? Lucille. Oh, Lucille. Ah, Welcome to the show, Lucille. Thank you. I called because I was given a mini jade plant, Mm -hmm. part two, Lacaria afro, Mm -hmm. and it um, 
it's it's in a little container, the art of bonsai, they call it. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, I only have had the plant a month, mm -hmm. but the little leaves are falling off, mm. and I've removed it at the first couple of days I had it where it was getting sun, mm -hmm. but then I read where you should keep it in uh, just uh, high light mm -hmm. and um, just dry, let it dry out between watering. Mm -hmm. So I, it's difficult to feel the soil. I've tried putting a, a bit of a pick in it, but I haven't been watering it more than once a week because it has all these little pebbles okay, around it. Right. But the leaves keep falling, and I, I don't understand it. It was quite full. Mm -hmm. So and tell me, uh, is it inside or outside? No, it's inside. Inside. Could you put it outside? No, I don't no. have a balcony. Okay. So, all right. Very cool. Very nice idea. Bonsai is a form of growing plants where the roots are kept very, very shallow, and it's a way that forces the plant to stay small because the roots are so confined in a small pot. So you end up with like little miniature plants. And that's what, so why it had little leaves and, and it would be considered like a mini jade. So bright is important. Yes, it should be. Do you, what direction does your apartment face? Um, I'm south, well, I'm south of... West. Right, so it's very bright by the sounds of it. Yes, it is. And, right, and so, I've a lot of windows. Yeah, so I mean, it could, it it shouldn't technically go right on the window ledge because that would be too intense of a sun. But sure, five or six feet away from any of those windows, southern facing windows is perfect. Well, that's where I have it on my dining room table. Yeah, and the watering thing is a challenge because bonsai, because they have such tiny little pots. Tend to need to be watered more often than most houseplants, but jade is a succulent, and it does not want to be watered overwatered. So if it's dropping a lot of leaves, I would suspect it's probably been overwatered. So my impulse would be to just let it dry right out, leave it, leave it for two weeks. It, you know what? You will not kill a jade by underwatering it unless you know you don't water it for six months oh, so air on the side right now of letting it dry right out even if you can't feel that soil just you know wait a couple of weeks when you do give some water of course make sure it's tepid room temperature uh, and it's a thorough watering so that you know it really is well watered and then again wait another month because the trick with any jade plant is when you think it's time to water don't. Oh. Wait another uh, week. Very good. Oh. And I neglected to ring the bell for you. And here, So let's do a little makeup here. Yeah. There we Welcome. Are. First time caller. Thanks, yes. Lucille. Thank you very Let much. Let us know All how right. that works out. Because, uh, yeah, it, that, it's likely that you've overwatered, and that's why it's dropping those leaves. So just let it be. New leaves will grow if it's the roots haven't rotted in the process. Okay. Yeah, because I, I know, uh, you know, just touching it to remove some of the dead leaves, mm. um, the good leaves fall off, mm -hmm. you know, and I wondered whether air conditioning has something to do with it. Keep it out of drafts, for sure. You don't want it in a cold draft. So yeah. if it's on the dining room table, I'm sure it's fine in terms of drafts. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. You're Thanks welcome. For calling. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, Thank let you. us Bye-bye. Report back on that, please. Exactement. And we have to take a little bit of a break here. And when we come back, Shirley's yes. going to give us her a, a little, uh, a critique on the book that she's been uh, doing a quick review for Excellent. us. Uh, for next, uh, our guest next Saturday is the author. Exactly. Okay. Back in just a couple of moments here. The Garden Show from Zoomer Radio, AM 740, 96.7 FM, downtown. 
Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the Seuss Chef of the Garden, as sometimes I'm gardening out in the... Uh, uh, new market area. You gardening? Yes, I'm having yeah. a hard time having no, seen you do gardening. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Shirley puts me to work. Good. So I think it's only fair if we turn the tables and we put Shirley to work. Exactly. I handed her a book. She's had a whole 46 minutes to look at it. It's called A Recipe for Continuous Bloom and Spectacular Plant Combinations. What do you think, Shirley? You know, I've got so many gardening books at home, but <laughs> nothing compares to this. The quality, the color, mm. and the easiness of holding the, the book. Yeah, the, the coil, coil. It's well designed. And I had no idea that flowers came in so many shapes mm-hmm. when you put a word to it. Mm-hmm. Spires, daisies, plumes, bells, uh, frothy fillers. Yeah, yeah, And because I live in a forest area, mm-hmm. this is fabulous. The, Similar to oh, Lorraine Roberts, oh, who wrote like the book. It's inspirational. Yep. And it's just awe-inspiring, really. Yeah, I think she's done a really good job. And she's she It's all it about perennial combinations. Yeah. So color combinations, textures, yeah. as you pointed out, yeah. heights, yeah. flower shapes. Uh, and also, if you notice, the book runs spring to fall. So yes. it, it does run the gamut. It's trying to give people ideas for full yeah. season color. As she says, every day the garden changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're, you're not happy with it, but you know that there's going to be something better tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And I... It'll be the best buy anybody ever makes. All right. So you'd recommend the book? Oh, totally. Okay. Well, Lorraine is joining us on the show next week, so she'll give us all the information. I'm sure it's available on Amazon. I'm Mm -hmm. also sure it's available at Plant. Repeat uh, the title again. Plant Paradise Country Gardens. Her website is plantparadisecountrygardens.ca. The book is entitled A Recipe for Continuous Bloom and Spectacular Plant Combinations by Lorraine Roberts. Okay. Good stuff. Excellent. Nice review. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we're going back to our lines and... Guess what? We have Ellen online from uh, Bradford, I believe. Oh, okay. No, very sorry. I'm very sorry. Let's go to... Uh, gee. Oh, Ellen and... No, Janet in Bradford. Janet, sorry about the mix-up there. Hello. Hi there. Hi. Good morning. So glad to get through. I enjoy your program. I look forward to it. Thank you. Um, I was very successful last summer at planting asparagus by seed. Mm. And it grew last summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year it came up again. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a warm winter, so I think that helped it. And um, I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a ferny, frothy green thing. Very much so. Yes. So honestly, just let it be. Let it be its ferny, frothy self. Uh, and it's, you didn't try and cut any this past spring, right? No. Okay, good. Because you do want to um, be careful. Uh, to, you don't want to start harvesting too soon with asparagus. You want to get it, let the little crop grow up a bit. Now, the, I mean, the one thing, if it's all just spreading too fast or becoming, you know, too much, you may want to organize some of that asparagus into more rows because it may not be easily accessible for next spring because next spring you're going to want to get out with a sharp knife and, and actually cut yourself. And some. harvest it. Yeah. 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 And, of course, you can blanch it. You can just hill it up early in the spring, you know, keep hilling as it's growing, and then when you harvest it, it's like 
pure white. So I can it. thin it out in a sense. You can. And when should I do that? I would do it next spring when you are oh. able to really see where it's coming up. Because right now it's just a bunch of frothy stems. Yes, but yes. you can very specifically see where each stem is in the spring. Yeah, so I don't cut it down this fall or anything. Just let it be and in the springtime address it. Yeah, that's right. I mean, late in the, late in the fall you could cut it down. Just It'll collapse either way. Yes. But it'll be easy, as long as you know where the patch is. Because, you know, it's that don't want to step on those little sprouts oh, right. early. So maybe staking it with some string around when you're out there this fall, removing all That's those exactly what I did, frosted ferns. Well, yeah. good for you. Yeah, Do yeah. I need to uh, give it plant food or vegetable food or... Any growing, maybe, I mean, growing profusely. Yeah, I, maybe next spring. I mean, if you, it sounds like you've got a good soil, you've got it in mm-hmm. a good location. So I wouldn't be particularly worried about feeding it because it's just going to grow that much oh, more really? profuse. But the time to do your fertilizing is in the spring, not now. We're oh. getting, I mean, it's still, you know, pretty early in July. But in the hot weather, you don't really want to be cranking a lot of fertilizer. No. It's too, been no. too dry and no. too hot. Yeah. So next spring, address it and, and thin it out and yep. and hope to have a harvest. And, Absolutely. And enjoy it. Thank yeah. you so much. I love your program. Thank you. Take thanks, care. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Great-looking Saturday. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Ellen in Bradford, that's for Brantford. you. Brantford. 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 Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, I have some trees in my yard, evergreen trees, blue spruce, and fir trees. There's two in each corner. My yard is 100 by 150, mm-hmm. and they're about, they look like they're probably 25 or 30 feet high. Mm-hmm. Probably put in, I don't know when they were built yeah. or planted, rather. 40 years and, ago. Yeah. And the um, two on the uh, one side of my yard in the corner are just doing fine and looking healthy and the two on the other side are dying from the bottom up and they have a blue it looks like stucco on the branches this kind of blue pebbly stuff on the branches wow green weird Um, now i had a landscape guy look at it about five years ago and he said that was lichen or something some kind of a plant lichen or lichen yeah yeah no lichen wouldn't kill the plants though you know what i would do two suggestions one is take a photo and email it to me or option number two or you could do both of these things is go to your local um uh, directory, phone directory, or, or even just to the web, to the International Society of Arboriculture, the isa.org website. Put okay. in your postal code. It'll come back with a certified arborist in your in your neighborhood, Brantford area. A certified arborist brought onto the property will give you recommendations on what's going on. And okay. It's that, it's that being on the property that makes all the difference when it comes to trees. It's very hard to diagnose from, from a distance. Uh, at no cost will somebody come to your property, take a look at what's going on, make recommendations. If you decide to hire that person to fulfill what they're recommending, then you'll be, uh, there'll be an expense incurred. But to right. have somebody on the property costs absolutely that's nothing. That's a heck of a service. Yeah. Really? So, so that's what I would do. You never, ever want to run the risk of losing trees, particularly big old trees that are obviously 
you know, providing a lot of beauty and a lot of um, wildlife refuge yeah. and, and nesting sites, et cetera. So, and perhaps even, you know, protecting your home from some of the northwest wind. You know, it's, evergreens are wonderful trees to have, and when they're old and statuesque, we sure don't want to risk losing them. That's right. Yes, I will give uh, that website a try. Yeah, okay. And what is your email address, Charlie? Oh, that's very simple. It's <laughs> c.dobbin, D-O-B-B, I-N, at mzmedia.com. Okay, excellent. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks for thank calling, you. Ellen. Yeah, yes, thanks. indeed. Bye-bye. Uh, right. Let's see. We have, oh, we here's go. the call from Brampton. I was <laughs> almost had you two last time around, but I'm okay now. <laughs> Servia, hello. Welcome to the show. Oh, hi. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. I have a question mm-hmm. about my hydrangea bush. Mm-hmm. It's a bush, and every year it's about... Ten years old, I think. Every year I only get two blooms on this bush. <laughs> two, exactly. Every year. Every year. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> uh, that's odd. I will say that's odd. I find usually with hydrangea, it's all or nothing. You'll get no blooms or you get, you know, 20 blooms. But oh, you get, get two, two every year. Uh, all right. Do you cut this plant down in the spring? I did cut it down, yes. Okay, good. And did you fertilize this plant in the spring? Yeah. Okay, so that's good. And I mulched it, okay. and I did yeah. everything they say I'm supposed to. And you water on occasion. <laughs> it's been dry, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, so, and you, went, how, how long ago did you plant this? It's about 10 years old. And you don't remember the name on it, do, do no, you? No, I don't, hmm. unfortunately. It I... has a, a, comes up sort of white, and then it turns a light pink mm. in color. I think I you should get two blooms this year. Though uh, I notice it has two different sets of leaves. Oh, okay, that doesn't make sense. It has a small, you know, the regular leaves, and then it has uh, smaller size leaves to it. And I'm wondering, should I cut these out or no? Don't what? cut. Oh, no. On. All right. So what I would do is, if you have access to a computer or even a good garden book, look uh-huh. up hydrangea. And uh-huh. look at what the leaves are supposed to look like. They're quite large. They're oval. They have serrated edge. Yeah. Medium green. Yeah. So um, if you see leaves in the bush that are not those leaves, then I would suspect that there's something growing in there with the existing hydrangea, which might be limiting its ability to flower. So, oh. yeah, search down if there's leaves that don't belong to the plant. And I wouldn't just cut them out. I'd be looking to try and remove the plant that those leaves are coming from if it's something growing in there and, and you know, really competing with your hydrangea. And look on the bright side. You're getting two blooms every year. <laughs> like yeah. I said, some people get none, you know, some years and, and five or six the next oh, year. So, I suppose I should be thankful for my Yes, two I don't think it's that bad. So, But, yeah, check on that leaf question. You don't, it, it, you could be some competition going on that's not. Oh good and you might get more blooms if you don't have that okay uh, all right thanks Serbia. Okay, thank you and you know um, what that that just puts a wrap i think on so things. we're just about done yeah. here i gotta be back at 11 o'clock are you yeah yes. really i've and got an hour's worth of music to uh, present to the folks so, and, and then uh, you're back again at two and then back again talk at two. about a split shift i know
When, when are we going to get our breakfast? Well, we'll have to hurry up. We're going to have to right eat really fast. Front, front Shout right out. across the street. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, no high park morning. for us. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you, Damien. Uh, trial yeah, by fire. Damien's <laughs> been in training. He's done a fine job other than a bit of typing stuff. But we're okay with that. And uh, I want to thank Shirley for that great review. That was really very helpful. Nicely I done, Shirley. hope our listeners enjoyed that. Remember, Lorraine Roberts will be joining us next week. Uh, the author of the book, we heard the review. Thank you, Frank. And see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.